Okay, this is our 99th episode. So in honor of Wayne Gretzky, I'm going to do the E episode of Real Estate Terms and Definitions. Now, hang on. There's logic behind this. Wayne Gretzky because it's 99, but it's also because his name is one of the most misspelled famous last names ever. Gretzky, G-R-E-T-Z-K-Y. So because there's letters and misspellings and not to mention the fact that the letter E is the only letter that happens twice in his full name. So that's it, guys. Episode 99 for the great one, E. Let's go. What's going down, how to buy a homies? How you living? You ready to keep fighting the good fight? You ready to get into some real estate vocabulary? Ooh, what's more exciting than that? I know this has been on my can't wait list for like hours. So what the hell? Let's get into it. Your first E real estate term. It's the EMD. Yes, it's the earnest money deposit. It's not an abbreviation for a hip-hop artist, even though it kind of sounds like it to me every time I say it. EMD? This is sometimes referred to as the good faith deposit. The EMD is a real important part of the real estate transaction. It's the initial funds that a buyer is asked to bring into the deal and put down once the seller accepts your offer, like real quickly. And it can vary from 1% to 5%, depending on where you live. And you have to have that money before you get the rest of your money in, which usually isn't due till the end of the transaction. So that's why we got to be prepared for this EMD. Now, here in Cali, which, by the way, no one in California calls it Cali. That's all you guys. Here in Cali, there's a 3% maximum. So you can't get your offer accepted by coming in and saying, I'm going to put 10% down for my earnest money deposit. Sure, you might put more down later, but putting it down up front doesn't necessarily mean that your offer is going to get accepted because the seller in California, they can only recoup 3% of their earnest money deposit if you bail on the deal and you break the contract. So that's the max and that's all that matters. The deposit funds are held by a third party. They're called, depending on where you're at, they're an escrow company, a closing company, or a title company. And when that earnest money deposit comes in, it will get cashed immediately, or it gets wired or deposited. Now, that gets cashed and deposited, even though the funds cannot be released until both parties agree to do that, to release it per the conditions of the contract or the purchase and sale contract. So when the home sale is finalized or it's closed, well, that's when the earnest money, it gets applied to the closing costs, or usually it's applied to the down payment. You figure you're putting one, two, three percent down. Well, if you're putting three, five, or ten percent down, that's just the beginning of your down payment. Now, this EMD, this earnest money deposit, is to show that you're committed to buying the home. It shows that the buyer is serious about buying, but that they're also willing to put their money where their mouth is. But in this case, I guess you're not really putting the money where your mouth is because that means like you're backing up, you're talking, and you didn't talk, you emailed the offer. So I guess it means that you're willing to put your money where your IP address is, I guess. So here's the deal about the EMD that everyone asked me about. The deposit will not be refunded to you after the seller accepts your offer unless 
one of the sales contract contingencies is not fulfilled or if the contract is terminated by a permissible reason. So the main thing people ask me all the time is, dude, I put this deposit in, what happens now? Yes, technically and contractually, you can get your money back. You do have that contingency condition due diligence period. And if you decide that you don't wanna move forward with the sale, you should be able to get your money back. This is very important for you to realize. You as the buyer have the right to get your EMD back per the contract. However, it's always subject to the contract, so make sure that you, your realtor, your representative, your advocate, hopefully your unicorn, has everything all worked out for you. Now, the reason I tell you guys that is because I get a lot of first-time buyers that they fear that sending this money in is just gonna be something that they're gonna lose, that they have no recourse to recoup the money should they discover some things that upset them during that period. But this is precisely why it's an earnest money deposit. And it's also precisely why it's held by a neutral third party. Neutral, that's our favorite word in real estate. It is not turned over immediately to the seller. Okay, your check gets cashed, but not by them, by the neutral third party. This is for the seller to know that you're serious, but the seller also realizes this is held with conditions and regulations that are set by that neutral third party. And if that's there to protect you and your ability to thoroughly inspect the property per the terms, the guidelines, and the timelines of the contract. So you got it? You wanna buy a house, you gotta put up or shut up. But in most cases, if everything's going correctly and the deal doesn't work out, you should be able to get your money back. The next E-term is an easement. That is a right to the use of or access to the land that you own by somebody else. Now, it sounds kind of weird, but you'd be kind of surprised how many parcels of land have easements. Lots of times it's for utility or government entities to allow access for the public good. Sometimes they have to be able to get to something or get through something. Also, a lot of times you're going to hear easement between a couple neighbors. Like sometimes there's just an easier way to access a property if you can kind of sneak over on the other guy's land for just a little bit. Our next E word is employer assisted housing. This is an actual real estate definition. I don't know where in the world this happens, but supposedly it's a program where the companies assist their employees in purchasing homes by providing assistance with the down payment, closing costs or monthly payments. A lot of times this does happen in relocation situation. If you're moving from one place to another and the boss is like, sorry, I got to pick you up and move you from Miami Beach to Toledo. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pay for your closing costs. So it's a thing. Okay, encroachment. Now this one, encroachment gets confused so often. I want to make sure I explain this to you really thoroughly. Now, Encroachment, that's where the defensive player actually touches the offensive player before the ball is snap. Offsides is when the player lines up over the line of scrimmage. Got it? Does that make sense to you? There, glad we cleared that up. I'll explain what a neutral zone infraction is when we get to the ends. What? What was that? What was that? Oh, encroachment for real estate? Oh, okay, not, not football. You sure? Oh, can't wait. Come on, football, let's go. All right, that encroachment. Uh, in real estate, an encroachment is the intrusion onto another property without right or permission. It's way more exciting than football. Okay, encumbrance. That is anything 
or any claim that affects the title of the property, such as a lien, a mortgage, an easement, or a restriction. So your mortgage on your property is an encumbrance. Okay, this is a cool one. It's an energy efficient mortgage known as an EEM. Now, this is an FHA program that helps homebuyers save money on utility bills by enabling them to finance the cost of adding energy efficient features. Pretty cool, huh? Whether it's to new homes or existing homes, as part of the home purchase, you can finance it as part of your loan. Now, here's the deal. It sounds exciting, but these things come and go depending on the lender guidelines. So check with your lender while you're in your planning stages to see if there's any good EEMs that you can take advantage of. The next E is the Equal Credit Opportunity Act. All these E's have, have acronyms. It's the ECOA. Now, this is a big one. This is a federal law that requires lenders to make credit equally available without regard to the applicant's race, color, religion, national origin, age, sex, or marital status. Or, this is also important, it also can let you discriminate if part or all of the applicant's income is derived from a public assistance program. And the final thing that it protects against is that the fact that if the applicant has in good faith exercised any right under the Consumer Credit Protection Act. Throughout your transaction, you're also gonna get a whole bunch of paperwork on it. You know, like those things you see at work that like tell you all the equal laws and fair things, employment acts and stuff like that. Imagine the paper version of that. It's gonna come in your pile and pile and mountain of paperwork that you get when, not if, when you buy your home. This ECOA is also sometimes called Regulation B. Now, a little side note here. Sadly, interesting, this came up in the E's right now. I saw a recent poll came out in home buyers, particularly first-time home buyers, and they were trying to figure out, oh my God, okay, what is the biggest obstacle to new home buyers? Well, of course, the biggest obstacle was the affordability and you know the rising interest rates and inflation and all that. But the second biggest obstacle that these first-time home buyers and, and home buyers in general said when they were asked the question was discrimination. That sucks. <laughs> I mean, that royally sucks. So I want you to make sure you guys know your rights. You know me, I'm going to fight for you. And your realtor and lender should fight for you too. So get yourself a unicorn team that has your best interests in mind and get treated right. Look, if you're working with someone and you ain't feeling it, if you're feeling like someone's discriminating against you, go to howtobuyhome.com, get a unicorn. Because you know, if I ever hear of a unicorn discriminating based on race, sexual orientation, disabilities, religion, color, marital status, I don't care if your taste in music, I promise you they will be stripped of their unicorn status. I will send all of my musical theater loving friends to sing show tunes outside their office while dressed in the native costumes of their ancestry. I ain't having it. And you know what? Neither should you. Stand up for yourself. Housing is right for everyone. Every person. Period. The end. Our next E-term is equity. Speaking of theater, that's the Actors Union for Broadway performers. And in real estate, equity is just as fierce and sparkles just as much. Yes, equity is your profit. It's your home value above and beyond the total, well, not necessarily beyond, I guess just above the total amount of the liens against your home. Equity is your net ownership. I talk about gross a lot. Now I'm going to talk about net. 
So in other words, it's the difference between how much your property is worth and how much you still owe on your mortgage. So it's the market value minus the mortgage balance that equals poo, equity. Your mortgage is a lien, so you got to subtract your lien. So if you put 5% down on a $400,000 home, well, then you owe how much? Math folks, come on, $380,000. So you have how much in equity? 20 grand. That's right. Now, if the home goes up another 5% in market value, well, that means now you have $40,000 in equity, but you only put $20,000 in. Pretty cool, huh? Plus, we're actually going to add on top of that any of the principal that you paid off in your mortgage payments. Pretty cool, huh? The next E-term can be one of the most uh, frustrating E-terms in all of real estate because it's like aloha. It can mean eight different things. And the term is escrow. So, for example, in California, escrow is actually the company that handles your transaction and the closing. They're the third party between the seller and the buyer. In other states, different parties are what's known as the escrow holder. So it's the same thing. It's the impartial third party who collects the money, the written instruments, the documents, the personal property, or other things of value that are to be held by one person until the contracted happening of specified events. That is a real real estate term, the happening of specified events. <laughs> so the escrow is the middle person. I like to say, I described to all my first time home buyers, the escrow is a bucket. And that's in California. In some places it's called something else, but in California we have an escrow company and they're a bucket. Everyone throws everything into the bucket. And then if we all agree on things, that company takes the bucket and pulls everything out and hands it to everybody who's supposed to get it. Now, to make things more confusing, when you're under contract in an escrow state like Cali, well, now you are in an escrow. So you're in escrow with the escrow company. And to keep the confusion coming, your mortgage payments, when you set them up, you can set up an escrow account. Now, that's set up by your mortgage lender to pay certain property-related expenses, like your property taxes and homeowner's insurance sometimes referred to as an impound or reserve account. You know, when I talk to you guys about P-I-T-I, principal, interest, taxes, and insurance, that's the full number of things that make up your monthly payment. What it does is they open an escrow account for you for the, there's the P and the I, they take that money that's theirs. And then the T and the I is taxes and insurance. Now they're gonna open an escrow account for that. And what they do is, they're going to keep that and then pay them when the time comes to pay it. So if you decide to do an escrow account with your lender and create that impound account, well, then you get an escrow analysis, another escrow term, which is that's where they do the accounting by the mortgage servicer. And what they do is they determine the appropriate balances that you need to keep in the escrow account. So when those bills come due, they know how much they need to pay for them. Yeah, it's crazy. So, you know, from that escrow analysis, they compute the your monthly T and the I in the P-I-T-I. And then they determine if you have any surpluses or deficiencies. And woohoo, that's your escrow fun. Aloha. The next E word is something that I hope not a lot of you know about, but you've probably heard about it, eviction. It's the legal act of removing somebody from a property. And getting down to the selling side of real estate, just something for you to kind of keep in mind for later on. 
when you're selling a home, there are two ways to do it. The exclusive right to sell listing. Okay, there are two main types, how the seller chooses to do it, and the exclusive right to sell, that's the traditional way that most listing agreements happen. That's where the property owner appoints a real estate broker, oftentimes known as the listing broker or the listing agent, as the exclusive agent to sell the property on the stated terms, and they agree to pay the listing broker a commission when the property is sold, regardless of whether the buyer is found by the broker or another broker. And then there's this one. The other kind is exclusive agency listing. That's an agreement where the real estate broker acts as the exclusive agent to sell the property for the owner, but may be paid a reduced commission when the property is sold. If like, for example, the property owner rather than the listing agent finds the buyer. So this usually means that the person doing the listing is going to provide a limited range of services rather than the traditional full range. Our next E word is executor. Now, to me, that's the dude in the hoodie, usually shirtless with the big axe. Uh, but it's also the person named in the will and approved by probate court to administer the deposition of the estate in accordance with the instructions of the will. So they're in charge of divvying everything out according to the will. Uh, I like to say that the executor is probably the favorite child. Kidding. <laughs> Actually, it usually is. I'm not really kidding. Well, this is the definition episode. There's not going to be a lot here because uh, E's, you know, it's a vowel. No love for the vowels, so there's not a lot left. There's only two more E words left. But before I go and give you those last two, uh, if you're getting some good value or maybe just getting some good sleep inducing with these <laughs> definitions, um, if you're getting anything out of this, take 94 seconds write a review up on Apple or Spotify. Look, Googling all this crap and taking hours and hours of your time, I do this for you. So hopefully you could tell other people, hey, don't look all this stuff up. There's this crazy old bald dude in California who did it for you. Most of the real estate industry is not spending the time to help you figure out how all this affects you and help you make sense of this all. So the more that you review and the more that you share, the more people I can help out come out of the dark and into the light. Also, make sure you follow me on TikTok. Say, hey, at How to Buy a Home. I'm there. David Sedoni's on Instagram. And be sure to check out the How to Buy a Home podcast on YouTube. Yes, we film these cluster messes. What's up, y'all? I'm talking to the camera. People with me in your ear holes, very confused. I'm pointing now, too, for no apparent reason. There are two last important E words. The first one is electric as in electric boogaloo from Breakin' 2 the sequel to the classic 1984 movie Breakin', both must-see films and finally the last e-word is enthusiastic you need to stay enthusiastic when you're going through the process of buying a home especially if you're listening to this in the present time sometime in 2022 don't expect instant gratification on your journey to buying a home this is a marathon this is not a sprint so you got to find ways to stay enthusiastic. you got to find ways to always stay pumped, to keep your eyes on the prize and keep yourself motivated all the way throughout the process. This is your time. This is for you. With some simple steps, you can get some gigantic results. So stay fired up. Are you fired up? I am. You know why? Because I've seen this movie before and I know the ending. I know you can do this.